Welcome to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast, dedicated to featuring unique perspectives, challenging mundane thought, and questioning the norm. Listen at kpov.org, on YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. I wanted to say one more thing about the sauna, and I've been thinking about this a lot, because something as a woman in the sauna, there's not too many women. There, you know, there's women in the sauna. It's it's a male-dominant thing, and there's not as many women. And the women that do go, there's not very many regulars. There's there's maybe a little bit, but... Um, it's so interesting as a woman going into the sauna with a bunch of men. And, you know, you're talking about how you like get to chat it up with certain people. What I get to experience often are some really weird comments. And mm. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and guys like, you know, flirting with me, hitting on me, saying things. Interesting. I know. I'm going to have to start noticing it because I shut a lot of that out. I'm like, I either vibe with the guy or yeah. not or the gal. And I know you are so not like that. You're so friendly and nice and you're not like creepy weird at all. There but are some of those guys, I guess. I sh- really shut them out. There's a lot of them, man. And there's... I don't talk to those guys. <laughs> I know. Like today, I went today and this guy, he was married with a ring. Like, obviously hitting on me and like mm. hey what's your name you know and it's it's such an i love the sauna i love it and it's like one thing i just have to sort of like put up with just to be there mm. and it doesn't happen all the time but it happens majority of the time interesting yeah i know i didn't even think of that now i'm gonna have to it's really a pi- it could be a pickup spot well sure right yeah yeah, yeah. i've met some some nice ladies there for sure but I, yeah i think interestingly i think that the Getting into this, what you were talking about, this weird aspect of the creepiness Mm. that it puts men maybe into a place where they feel more open or they Mm. feel like they they are getting in tune and and naturally, maybe subconsciously getting into what their desires are and their Mm. thoughts. And I was talking with my buddy today about his his challenges in his marriage and with my ex and everything and this masculine feminine dynamic energy that is so important in mm. in the the, the two uh sexes and i think the men there probably that aren't in tune and don't you know the deeper guys are the ones that aren't going to be making those mm. the ones that have had some good spiritual journey or some awakening or awareness it's these guys that are married that are having all kinds of challenges mm. with their that feminine masculine dynamic and that's something that i've been really exploring a lot this last few months mm. yeah yeah i always wonder i mean this is going way off cue but i think about these things so if i'm just like going where we shouldn't go please tell me okay <laughs> As a man, it seems like men are a, are a little more turned on throughout the day than women are. Like men inherently are more visually cued and so they see a woman that's attractive and that attraction then maybe gets them to think about things or curiosities, right? You're you're shaking your head like yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then um And then that leads to an aroused state. I mean, maybe not like physically aroused, but your body is your energy is sort of awakening and you're you're sort of in that zone of thinking about sex or thinking about intimacy or or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you're thinking about. And so I have this idea that like men are constantly (laughs) 
being activated in that state of arousal. Well, and in the sauna too, we're in our bathing suits and it's sweaty. So, you know, men's yeah. subconscious, you sweaty bathing suits. I mean, it, yeah. it's, but interestingly, you do mention it. And, and, and I mean, most women and men understand this. Like women think of sex maybe five to eight times a day. Men can have like, I don't know, 400 million. So I, you know, <laughs> 400 million? <laughs> so I, ridiculous. I, I mean, okay, maybe, let me, I'll have to distill that a little bit, but okay. you know. A few hundred at Often. least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, significant. Ten times more. And, it, and it, is it like a visual cue? Is it like you visually well, men are visual. Women are emotional. A woman. A yeah. woman. Yeah. And then it just leads to thoughts. And well, and right now, I mean, not. I mean, we can go down all this. I think that right now there's a really big challenge, not just with the social media after the pandemic. There's all these uh, facets in society that's causing you know, women to be confused, men to can be, be confused and not understand themselves and where mm. they're at. And there's, there's just a lot of really strange energy and understanding. So, uh, naturally men are not probably, you know, that aren't put together. They're in a really tough place and, mm. and women have their own and there's just this natural change and, and challenge, but that, uh, men are probably dealing with these thoughts that, they don't can't control or th they're recognizing mm -hmm. they're just not as self-aware probably on on how that much is controlling you know their their subconscious or their actions or thoughts well i think majority of our population is not sexually pleased absolutely not there's the, like the way in which we approach sex uh, and with ourselves or with a partner is not a healthy form of sexuality and that a lot of people are sexually repressed they don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. exploring what makes them happy it turns them on and i think this sort of like creates this suppression that men and women are navigating and working with in complex ways and it could come out in over sexualized or mm -hmm. or you know like sexualizing women constantly or you know i mean whatever it could be many things but um i know i'm i'm not an authority in this at all i'm just a woman in this world experience because like i'm not flirty and i'm not very outgoing and friendly <laughs> so for someone to approach me <laughs> That's a bold move, yeah. Right? Yep, they're yep. not getting the invitation, and they're not getting the the looks of like, ooh, I think she's interested. So for someone to approach me, that's bold, mm -hmm. I think. But then it makes me think that like most men are probably aroused a lot, and so they're playing with that arousal and that curiosity in, in many ways. Whether it's like flirting with a woman or complimenting a woman or making eyes with a woman or, you know. I I don't know. Well, and I think it's kind of natural. You know, the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I mean, it clearly states that the, that there's very different needs and dynamics. And men right now don't really understand how to process those feelings and thoughts and then how to even approach women. I mean, there's just mm -hmm. been uh, – and, and my buddy David today, he was talking about how, you know, like in the 50s, men were the dominant one. They had the men, women stay at home. They cooked and they raised the kids. And then – the the women were not uh, empowered and and so now things have shifted so much 40% or no yeah 40% of startups now are women mm. and so women are very empowered now and so men uh, or we're becoming empowered be becoming empowered yeah. much more than you were you mm. know uh, half a century ago but then uh, you think of the the men right now they have been raised by the women that have been frustrated and suppressed by these previous generations, and now the the women are uh, 
trying to pick up both of these masculine and feminine dynamics. And that isn't how the dynamics works. The, 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 the male masculine dynamic is to bring out the certain aspects of femininity of the woman. And that's why the women, if their femininity isn't brought out, the masculinity isn't balanced. And I think we're in, and David brought up a good point. It'd be interesting to know the, the, the psychology and, and the sociology with how the LGBTQ community and how the, those have been challenged with understanding the, their masculine and feminine, you know, parts of themselves. So, I, but I think it is a it's just naturally in a we're just in a very difficult place right now in society, and that their their men don't understand how to communicate with women well, and women don't know how to communicate to men how to make them feel feminine, how to bring out their feminine dynamic energy that helps balance this all. So I I think it uh, that's interesting, Adam, and I, and I think it goes even deeper in terms of like we still are learning to discover who we truly are. Like we all have different amounts of masculine and femininity within us and how that plays out is going to look different for everybody. But we have these roles in our society of this is what it looks like to be a man. This is what it looks like to be a a woman. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, and we're seeing this with, with this new generation of kids coming up with who feel like they're non-binary is the truth is there's such a, a really large expression of identity and sexual identity and gender identity. And, um, I, I know for like myself, I've never really felt very feminine, but I'm, but I don't feel like a boy. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel very masculine, but I don't feel like a boy. And so learning for me, it's like, I've been learning w- what is my femininity and what is my masculinity and how do they work together mm. and express into mm-hmm. this one form of me and what does that mean? And so I think, and the other piece that, that, that you're speaking to, I think there's a lot of um, emotional awareness that we don't have. We, we haven't learned the language of emotions and how to tune into them and express them. And so I think we're, uh, many of us are in these confused, proj- we're like projecting out in the world our wounds and our pains, and we're in this confused like state. And that plays a lot in ter- terms of like our roles within our homes, uh, the roles within the world and how we show up in the world. Like if we don't have a clear idea of who we really are and how we really feel, then we're going to go out in the world and who knows, it's going to be messy. It's going to be challenging. And yeah, I mean, it's so complex. We, it's, it's just th- things I'm curious about, you know? Well, you strike a great point because ultimately, you know, we, with the social media stuff, it is all geared to create emotion and create a reaction. And, you know, a lot of these guys that, that built these early social media platforms was built around the dopamine release. Yeah. And so when we're having all these chemical imbalances from dopamine, and we say, I have ADHD and I've learned a lot about the science and the neurobiology of it. And our prefrontal cortex is growing and is developing as we, as we evolve. But yet, you know, for ADHD people, if you don't have enough norepinephrine or uh, dopamine balances, that's where you're, you're all over the place. And, mm. and, and, 
and just think, yeah, alcohol, drugs, all these other stimulants and all these things, they can throw that off, which is really mm-hmm. hard for all people, but especially for people that, that have some of these, uh, these challenges. But if you can imagine, social media is geared mm-hmm. to do that same thing. I mean, our attention is, is not there. We're not self-aware. We're not on our bodies. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're judging. We're, we're viewing ourselves and we're just, we're, we're plastering our, our identity with all kinds of, checkered theories and, and views and opinions that, that aren't really even true at all. And so yeah. that it adds to the complexity of all this. And yeah. so I think that comes back to, you know, got to let go and take, you know, 80% of your entertainment, cut it out, right? You, you got to seek the information. Don't, don't allow that information to be instilled in you or programmed in you, which, mm. you know, the, the biggest problem that came out of the, the pandemic the researchers said that, you know, like Netflix, everybody got so addicted to that, mm. that they're so addicted to screens even more now. And that, that entertainment, they feel, they feed that, which doesn't give them a chance to understand themselves or be social or get out there and be involved. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so key. Thank you for listening to KPOV's Critical Conversations podcast. To hear weekly interviews on important topics, please visit kpov.org slash critical conversations and follow KPOV High Desert Community Radio on Facebook, YouTube, and your favorite podcast app.